Attention! The following podcast may contain topics not suitable for a younger audience. Also, anything discussed on this program is subject to being spoiled, so if you don't want to be spoiled, we'll try our best, but no promises. For more information on Borderline podcast episodes or Borderline panels events, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash borderline panels. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Two Guys in Video Games. I'm Ryan, your host, and we realized last episode that we forgot to do something super, super important. We didn't introduce John. Now, you all know who I was because we've done stuff on other panels before, but we never formally introduced John, so let's actually formally welcome John to the to the podcast. Hello, beautiful people. So, John... How long have you been with Borderline Panels now? Uh, I've been with Borderline Panels for about two years now. I've been attending cons for about three years. I think Animazement was my first one back in 2013. It was when we had the entire DBZ cast from like Japan and the uh, the Americas over. Oh, okay. And that, that was cool. That was when I got Sean Shamel to call one of my friends as Goku and ask him why he wasn't there. It was so cool. <laughs> That, I think you've told me that story. That I could not even imagine having that happen. Oh, he couldn't either. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what panels have you done for us also? Uh, as far as panels that I've run myself, uh, I've done uh, How to Level Up Your Panel. Uh, that one's one that I've made myself, and that's more about just how to be entertaining with your panels and just kind of take it to the next level. Right. Uh, I've uh, we you and I actually did the uh, bad fanfic at Ichi. This oh year. yes, I remember that. Of course, <laughs> that I was do. a blast. That was oh my god. If uh, any of you are ever at Ichi, please come to our bad fanfic panel. It's always a lot of fun. And we're going to be at uh, the Asheville, 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 and. Asheville Anime Regional Conference. Yes, it's and that's going to really be really hard to pronounce for I, some reason. Arc, the Archon. Yes, Arc, and that's going to be July. July, I think it's like the fourteenth or something. I don't, I didn't write it down. Yeah, we'll definitely be there for that, and I'll be it's doing. It's a my... day. It's a day con, so we're going to be out there. We're doing a bunch of panels, and we're going to be doing two podcasts. And I'm actually going to go do my level up panel there, where I debuted last year. Yep, so. hopefully, as long as it gets accepted. We've applied for like at least six panels for that, I think. Well, we'll see where that goes. But So, um, so yeah. Yeah, uh, so other than that, what are some of your favorite games? Uh, Breath of the Wild has been one of my recent favorite ones. Uh, oh, yeah. I've been a fan of the Star Fox series ever since they came out. Uh, Adventures was unfortunate. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, uh, they're, they've all been pretty good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Zelda games are always great. I love those. Mega Man X four through six, classic. Oh, God, yeah, yes. I love those. I even love the originals. Like those still hold up so so well to me. Mm-hmm. And then I can't can't not talk about the Persona series. That's just been <laughs> well, we a will lost be love. so. I mean, I, I started with four, and yeah. uh, I watched the anime for it too, and it's it's just such a fun trip. I've never oh, yeah. had so much fun watching or playing anything like it before. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um. So anyways, why don't we just go, uh, go ahead and get started right away. Uh, first thing I wanted to mention today, a recent release that came out is Rick and Morty Virtual Rickality. Yeah, I actually think I've seen a little, few scenes of that. My little brother's a huge fan of the show. Oh, God, me too. I, I was I was like, do you, do you remember on April Fool's when they, um, when they released the season three premiere? Was it wasn't it just like random clips of like security footage of them around the house, or am I thinking of different things? That was a promotional thing. Okay. Um, no, the season three premiere actually legitimately leaked online. Well, leaked. Adult Swim was streaming it for about four hours. I think it ran through like eight or nine times. Wow. And um, everybody was just like losing it because <laughs> everybody was posting on social media and like I have a rule like I don't believe anything I see on social media on mm-hmm. April Fool's Day for good reason and people were like yeah Rick and Morty season three is online right now here's the link and I was like oh so it's just gonna say like April Fool's when I pull it up and like so I clicked on it and it said April Fool's but below it was the stream loading and I didn't give it a chance to do that the first time oh no because I was just like all right if this is real I'm gonna kick myself so I clicked on it and then didn't give it a chance <laughs> and then one of my friends messages me later and he's like dude it's legitimately 
real. Like it is actually happening. And I was like, I'm going to kill you if you're lying to me because I'm, <laughs> I'm putting my trust in you right now. And so he was correct. But I jumped in like halfway through the episode. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just have to watch it again from the beginning when it rolls around. <laughs> and, um, so, yeah, that was that was really awesome for me. And uh, I have uh, I have the other two seasons um, digitally and I, I love watching them. They're just they're so funny. Um, but yeah, virtual Rickality is made by the same guys who made a uh, job simulator. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you were there for the day that I played the kitchen job simulator. I was not, but I did see Markiplier do the office one and that was its own ball of fun. Yeah, I did it, I did it at a gaming club one day and people were just like, I was just having so much fun with it and I was making nuclear hot sauce. <laughs> Which is you put hot sauce in the microwave and it nukes it and then it comes oh out God. irradiated. <laughs> um, God, that was so much fun. And it's made by those same people and it's the same type of shenanigans with a Rick and Morty skin and you got a portal gun. Oh gosh. So I've been I had actually said like a while ago to one of my friends, I was just like, you know how to make the best game? You take No Man's Sky and you take Portal and you give it a Rick and Morty skin, and you have probably an incredibly good open universe game. <laughs> like, I mean, I'd play it. I, I would totally play it, even if it was as big of a flop as No Man's Sky was. <laughs> but just the attempt of it would be so funny to me. But yeah, I, I, I personally, I've played a VR a couple times. One of my friends is lucky enough to have gotten one because he has like a very well-paying job. And um, so I played Job Simulator a lot. I played the Zombie Simulator, but I haven't had a chance to play the Rick and Morty game. But uh, he told me the next time I come over, I'll be able to. So You're, you're going to have a lot of fun. For oh, I'm going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. After graduation, uh, I'm going to be headed home. So mm. uh, I'll see him over the summer and I'll report back once I actually have a chance <laughs> to experience it. But I, I couldn't. I couldn't not mention it because it's just too funny. I mean, it's a classic. Like, okay, okay, full disclosure, and I know I'm probably going to get crucified for saying this, but I'm not a huge Rick and Morty fan. For me, they're kind of like hit and miss. So there's some good moments, and I do enjoy it every now and then, but it's not something that I, like, take the time to sit down and watch. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Could you move a little bit to the left? My (laughs) aim's a little bit off right now. (laughs) Yeah, no worries, man. Are you sure you, like, uh, lined it up properly? No, just sit up a little bit. Uh Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, perfect. Ah! Got me. Okay, so... Moving on from our brief uh, violent outburst right there. <laughs> um, recently as well, Overwatch just concluded a event that is probably the biggest one so far. Like a, a lot of people were playing this and a lot of people were talking about this. That's Overwatch Uprising. And did you get a chance to play this one at all? No, I haven't had a chance to play Uprising. I've been away from Overwatch for unfortunately a couple months now so i'm completely new to anything that's come out well unfortunately the uprising event itself uh is done so you missed your shot hopefully though and i'll get into this in a second um hopefully they're going to bring it back um but what it was was it was a pve which is player versus environment oh really yeah it was similar well similar in the fact that it was pve to um the halloween event right right. oh man those are fun it was a lot of fun missed that crap However, different from the Halloween event, it was a lot, lot longer than this one. It took place in King's Row. Oh. It was it was actual plot as well f- to like the Overwatch world, which oh. I love. I've read all the comics for Overwatch. I've like looked. I've I've read almost all the wiki pages that I could find just to get like any semblance of plot that has been released. Mm-hmm. Just because the world to me is so like underdeveloped, but has so much potential to be really cool and like. I say underdeveloped because it's not. They have all the they have the world built for them. Mm-hmm. They just haven't told us everything yet. Right now, now quick quick question. Uh-huh. Now, did you ever tell me that this event was going on? I feel like I did. <laughs> I'm uh, pretty sure I did. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Just just make sure you move a little bit to the left because I may need to try out some new tricks here yeah. in just a second. Is this, a, this good? Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Just, all right. Just, Okay, and once again, we're back. So, um, (coughs) so just quick reminder: comedy comes in three. So, John and I will probably try to kill each other at least one more time this podcast. Oh well, depending on well, with one of the games we're talking about, absolutely, it can only be one. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, anyways, 
what it was is it was Tracer's first mission. Oh. Now, again, yes, focus on Tracer because she's the poster child of Overwatch, but it was really fun. It was, you play as Tracer, Reinhardt, Mercy, or Torbjorn. Okay. And you're trying to uh, rescue King's Row from its Omnic takeover. It takes place after the Omnic crisis, but a rebellious group has risen up to occupy King's Row and is going to kill all of the non-Omnics inside of it because they believe that Omnics are not being treated fairly. Mm, okay. So your mission is to go in, clear them out, and save King's Row. And you fight against um, Null bots. The group is called Null Sector. And they're just like little Omnics that go down with a few hits, uh, at least in easy or hard mode. In the upper level difficulties, it was really, really difficult. Mm. And... Um, you first capture turrets, then you move on to escort a payload oh, okay. uh, to a door. You breach the door, you kill all the targets inside, and you win. It takes about probably, I might be under uh, under shooting this, but I think probably like 10 to 15 minutes per go. Um, Do they interfere with the payload movement, like a yeah, particular yeah. PvP? And also the payload has health. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. There was an achievement that I wasn't able to get because a lot of my friends were busy, and the randoms I kept getting were just like, God, they were so you, incompetent. You should have said something. I would have played the crap out of that, man. That's my jam. I'm pretty sure I did say something and just kind of forgot at one point because, you know, it's I've been busy with finals. I, and Probably. My memory's working. pretty crap. But still, I, I love PvE. PvP's kind of like... It's all right, but it's like, oh, God, everybody's... I really enjoy PvP myself. It's just like PvE. This was just so much fun, and it was really easy to grind for loot boxes in, oh. in Arcade as well, which was really nice. And it came with a bunch of new skins. It came with um, Overwatch skins, like the organizational ones. They were blue. They were like blue suits for Reinhardt, Mercy, uh, Tracer, and um, Torbjorn's was odd. He was basically wearing like just overalls and had like a trucker hat on. <laughs> and he got another skin as well, which was literally just him in like a wife beater. Oh my. It was really it was a really odd choice and like <laughs> nobody was a huge fan of the Torbjorn ones, but it also it expanded on the lore a little bit more. It delved into Blackwatch. Um and it can, and like again, Blackwatch is the it's their black ops group mm-hmm. that's headed by uh, Reaper before he was known as Reaper. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, McCree was a part of it, and so was Genji. And we got Blackwatch skins for McCree and Genji. Uh, Reaper had his in the uh, Origins edition. Okay. Um, and we also got Null Sectors for Bastion and Orisa. And I was I was kind of like half hoping for a Null Sector version of Zenyatta. Ooh, yeah. But just... The plot didn't work out with that, and like you know, I don't even know if that would have looked that good on Zenyatta. But I was just kind of like, yeah, it's another Omnic. I mean, it could be theoretically could, but uh, make me me a promise. If we have, if they come up with another PVE event like that, you gotta let me know. I will hop on that crap so fast. Yeah, I had the same thought when they came out with the um, October event that they should just keep this here even though it's out of season because it's just so much fun. Yeah, like I enjoy PvE. I'm I'm much more cooperative than uh, competitive. That's right. more where I shine. Definitely. I agree. Like I love a multiplayer experience, but single player is just it, it's therapeutic for me. Like I just enjoy relaxing and just, you know, kicking butt. Mm-hmm. But um this was actually the best argument so far that Overwatch needs a single player campaign. Yeah, yeah. Because just it was so much fun and even with the all heroes mode which is you can play as anybody um orissa by the way was a killer um (laughs) yeah it was just it was a lot of fun and i could totally see them doing this for more plot related elements or just eventually like they did with hearthstone just release like mini adventures yeah because like i think that's the big thing that it's missing right now because like a lot of games right now come out with like oh we got like cool like uh, features and like combat it's like well where's the plot like Give me something to chew on so that I like can... Like we talked about last month with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. The plot was not there, but the gameplay was just, like, amazing. Just that, I find that as an exception because good... the gameplay yeah. was so good, you didn't really focus so much on the plot. But True, like, but... But most games are, like, so intensive on that, they forget about the plot, and, like, they need that because the game isn't fun enough by itself. Yeah, Overwatch, Overwatch is. It's just a complete package with the plot would mean, like... It would mean a lot just to It would like give more have, access to more players, I think. Yeah, like, it would mean a lot to like, me so just much because... so much in the competitive side of things. 
sometimes when I'm just kind of like frustrated, I don't like playing competitive because I don't like getting random teams because I just have a very frustrated mindset with Overwatch. <laughs> but a single player experience is like a lot less stressful and I really feel like I'd enjoy it a lot more. Or just more competitive, or just, or uh, not competitive, but uh, cooperative modes like yeah. uh, the event they just did. Like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff I do all day. Right, right. But um, other big things with Overwatch, uh, we're going to be talking about Overwatch next month as well because it's the one month anniversary and that's going to be like one of our main, main topics. And I'll actually play it before the podcast this time <laughs> so I have more input. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that I want to mention, I am a Reaper main. Same. And Reaper just got a massive buff. Really? Oh, tell yeah. me more. I want to know. He, um, you know, Wraith form? Yeah. Yeah. You reload when you go into Wraith form now. Oh, that's disgusting! And I know as a Reaper main, like, I'm very scatterbrained sometimes, so I'll forget to reload. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll, I'll shoot out, like, a full clip except for one, so I won't reload, and then I'll go into Wraith form to, like, get away. Or worse yet, you're just caught in a situation where you need to go into Wraith form, and you're already, like, empty, so you're pretty much a sitting duck when you get out Yeah, yeah, but then now, when you get out, you're fully loaded. Oh, that's so, so good! Yeah, it's gonna be really good, and that's, uh, that's currently in PTR, uh, the public test region. Okay. So it's not implemented yet. But it could be. But it probably will be. Oh, there's yes. very There's very few things that have been in the PTR that haven't been implemented. Okay. So on the topic of upcoming things, um, there's been a lot of rumors going around. And, like, take everything I'm about to tell you with a massive grain of salt. Like, just, like, fist-sized grain of salt. Um, there's been some rumors about Doomfist. Now, there's been rumors about Doomfist for a while, and, like, there was the whole thing with Terry Crews saying that he wants to voice him the Old Spice guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a leak today, and I say leak with quotation marks because it's not confirmed, so I'm not going to say, like, 100% confirmed. They said for the anniversary, Doomfist is coming, another hero is coming, and Mercy is going to be getting a big buff. Huh. She's going to be able to self-res herself. What? Yeah. Now, I was talking about this with one of my friends earlier, and she's like, she's a Mercy main. She was like, I would be totally down for that, but I have one question that's in the back of my mind right now. How would that, like, actually work? Like, if Mercy's down, how does she res herself? Right. And I was like, I don't know. Think about it like she's clinging to life and just reaches out for her staff and presses the give life button. I mean, it makes sense because you have a few seconds when other teammates die to bring them back, so... Right. And with um, Uprising, it showed, like, people don't... People don't automatically just drop dead. They're, they're just kind of stunned. Granted, this is because it's a game. Um, mm -hmm. In real life, people <laughs> die when they are killed. So... Um, yeah, I think that would be a really cool thing, and it would make Mercy just, like, even better than she already is, and Mercy mains would love that, because the biggest complaint that I have heard from this same friend, she has said, I hate it when I get a team who doesn't know the one rule of Overwatch, protect your healers. <laughs> that is, like, the golden rule, mm -hmm. and you always protect your healers, and just so many people don't, and it's a mystery to me, because I play Lucio as well. And uh, she's hoping, like, yeah, this will be really nice because then constantly having to use the res on myself, people will learn, oh, maybe if I don't make her waste her ult, she can actually help me. Right, right. So be on the lookout for that. And like I said, like, fist-sized grain of salt is entirely rumor-based. But we're, we're going to talk about all that next month once all that stuff actually happens when the anniversary has come. Mm-hmm. So, other than that, John and I mentioned this a little bit last month, and we talked about uh, Persona 5. Persona. Now, we've both had a lot more time to play it. I've put about, like, 35 hours in. And I just hit the 90-hour mark today. <laughs> Jeez. John <laughs> it's a has good a game, job. man. Yeah, John has a job, and I'm a graduating senior with four projects due. Well, to be fair, I gave up a lot of sleep for that, but <laughs> totally worth it. Right. Yeah, I mean... I would give up sleep, too, if I didn't have, like, you know, deadlines and class <laughs> to go to. Because, like, I'm I'm starting finals right now. I just had my first one today. And I don't have another one, like, or another real one until Wednesday. Mm. So I've got a full week at the at time of the recording of this podcast. And uh, I, I'm looking I'm looking to do some Persona. Oh, yeah. I, th I think you're going to enjoy where the story goes. I'm not going to drop any spoilers here because, like... The game just does such justice to how it uh, sets it up and delivers. So. Yeah. 
Where I'm, I'm at right now, I'm I'm at the end of June and I'm in the third dungeon. Like as I just left it, I am trying. I always try to get all the dungeons done in a single day, except for the ones that force you out. So I'm trying to do that. And according to John, based on what I told him, he said I'm about like halfway to two thirds through. So hopefully after we're done with this, I can go back and finish that. And I'm currently about pretty deep in December right now. So I'm hoping to wrap this up either tonight or tomorrow. And yeah, you already got past the um, the flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got to the big reveal, and that's a trip. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, it's uh, a trip. I'm, uh, I'm just so excited to see where this plot goes, and I already know a lot because I've gotten pretty decently far, but there's just still so much I don't know, and I'm really enjoying it at, like... I know I said I was enjoying it when we first started talking about it, but just, God, I, I enjoyed so much more than And I'm that. telling you, it's just going to get better from here. Like, yeah, I, it, it always does. <laughs> the late game of Persona is always where it shines, just because the plot's, like, the plot's picking up really heavily. You and have, then with like, all your confidants and abilities going yeah, for Yeah, all your just, social just, links are Everything up. is just dis- disgustingly good in your favor. You just become an immovable machine, essentially, by the end of the game. I mean, you still die. There's still just some things that are just incredibly cheap, but it's still yeah. just a lot of fun. Well, three and four for me, like, when I was at Endgame, I just, like, plowed over everything. You, you're not going to have fun. <laughs> in one of those last palaces. I'm just telling you that right now. Well, I hope you're wrong because I'm having a lot of fun with it otherwise. Well, I mean, okay, to the game's credit, like, it makes sense for why the palace is designed that way because of the person you're dealing with. So in any other game, I would be like, that's just crappy design and that just took away from the game. But in this case, as much as I hate to admit it, it makes sense. Yeah, but we'll save most of our thoughts for Persona for next month once both of our but yeah, both of the uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> once he can learn to talk again he's... yep <laughs> <laughs> once both of us have finished the game we're both intending to do new game plus as well so we can do all the social links mm-hmm. once we're done with all that we'll talk about it in depth the one thing that I want to mention I just thought of this now in the spirit of May 4th uh, or may the 4th be with you oh god <laughs> There's been a few things coming out for um, Battlefront 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen a few trailers for that. Yeah. yeah, the trailers look good, as always. Like, the trailers always looked good, even for Battlefront 1, which to me was a huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. It was about four hours of fun before you got bored. Yeah. And it was one era that just ugh, was not a good game, and EA pulled the crap they always pull, which is early, like, essentially... <laughs> I'm going to quote Donkey here. EA equals early access. <laughs> and they <laughs> yeah, had I, like I agree with that. Their $60 game and their $60 of DLC for maps. Yeah. Like, yeah, and and like a character or two here and there. Doesn't sit well with me. But they have they've announced this. Whether or not they hold this is an entirely different story. They said it is going to be all of the eras, which is uh, the Civil War, mm-hmm. the Clone Wars, and Episode 7 and beyond. Ooh, okay. So I don't know if they're eventually going to patch it when Episode 8 comes out or when... I don't actually know offhand when it's coming out, but... Didn't it, they mention that there was something coming out uh, near the end of this year? Yeah, probably going to coincide with Episode 8. Mm-hmm. So I don't know like what they're going to do out of that because there honestly wasn't that many like battles in episode seven except for the um the club battle but that's about Mm -hmm. it um but i I, i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it because if they if they actually have like a variety it's going to be good and they also confirmed no dlc wow really They said no dlc this time okay every additional content that comes out will be free Okay. okay that is absolutely huge for ea because so like I refuse to buy EA because the past couple games I bought from them, I've always felt have been unfinished products or mm-hmm. just like after a couple hours I'm done with them. Right. And my my formula for fun is every ten dollars I pay, I expect to get at least six hours of gameplay out of it. Mm-hmm. So for like a sixty dollar game, I want to get roughly like like thirty to fifty hours. Now. With Battlefront, that was a $60 game. Thankfully, I didn't pay for it. I played on my friends. I got like three hours of fun, and I was just like, I'm done with this. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of afraid that it's going to be more of the same 
with uh, the second version because, like, the way that these guys go up, because they were part of, like, the Battlefield franchise, right? Yeah. So, like, is this more or less the, the gameplay doesn't really change so much. It's just they had new vehicles and new, like, uh, weapons and whatnot. Yeah, for I the mean, most part, it's, it's been the same for years, but, like, the hero system in Battlefront, or the new Battlefront 1 was broken, mm-hmm. and if they actually listen to the fans this time, which, no DLC, maybe they are listening. Mm. We'll see, but... It's still a bit of a ways out, but I, I, I feel a little better about this one than I did about Battlefront 1 at launch. I think I'm going to take your approach with the second game and actually like get some hands-on experience through, th- through somebody else before I get it for myself, because I yeah. was with you. like I got it, and like, a few hours later, it's like, well, now what? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. I've already explored everything. Yeah, but... like Again, another place where like having a decent single-player campaign... Would be good. That too. They also did... Not, thank you for mentioning that. They did mention also there will be a single player this time. Oh, thank God. Because yeah. like, you had like single player modes in like the one they released, but yeah, like it yeah. was mostly just... It was it, you play by yourself yeah, against you, you, CPUs. I mean, you could have like a friend with you, but it's like clear the 15 waves and you're yeah, done yeah. or whatever. Something. It wasn't really like a true story mode. Because even with like... With the, like, we'll throw back to like the original Battlefronts for like the PC. Battlefront th- Two had like an absolutely amazing story. Yeah, yeah. I think did Battlefield One, the Battlefront One have the, the original? Yeah, it did. It I, did. I couldn't that one tell did. you. I started. I didn't have no, a they good both computer did. at they the both time, did. so I only started playing Battlefront with Battlefront Two, which you can't go back to Battlefront One after that. No, no. Like Battlefield Battlefront Two is the farthest I can go back. So and that's good. because of the medals. The medals yeah, just yeah, made yeah. the gameplay so much fun. Yeah. But um, so. That's what I would like to see. Just like give it a good, decent like single player, and that will definitely keep me around for a yeah, little. Yeah, just longer. like all the changes that they announced, they seem to be heading in a direction where they're actually listening to fans. So, EA, if you're listening, I will buy Battlefront Two if you make it what we expect. If you listen to the fans, you will get a day one purchase from me. Well, we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, but probably not listening so (laughs) (laughs) you never know we've been surprised before yeah anyways to move on to the main topics for today we're going to talk about uh player unknown's battlegrounds and mario kart 8 so to start off um player unknown's battlegrounds probably the fastest growing early access game that i've ever seen on steam it's 30 dollars right now and it is so addicting and so difficult that I've already put in like twenty hours. Wow! Really? When when did this? Uh, when did the op- what is it, like open beta or no? No, it's like closed alpha. I think it's right? a it's a early access. Right. So right. it's pay to play. Right. Um, I put in about twenty hours. I've had it for about a week now, and it's it, it has been out for about a month and a half, give or take. Um, but <coughs> excuse me. I see a lot of promise for this game now. What I really like about this one, it's early access, and I was just complaining about EA being early access, but the difference between them and this, they're not trying to hide the fact that this game is unfinished. Mm. They have a warning that you must accept before playing. This game is very unfinished. It is buggy beyond anything else. You're going to die a lot just to random stuff, and like they just say, like, play at your own risk. It's early access. Mm. You're going to be improving this. So... They said it also it's only going to be in early access for about six months. So by like October, November, this game could be fully released, which is a really quick turnaround for early access. Mm-hmm. And where it's at right now, it's very playable, but there are some very noticeable bugs. But um, I'm getting ahead of myself, actually. So what it is, is it is a player versus player survival arena. Think kind of... Daisy meets the Hunger Games. Yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. accurate. It's that's a pretty accurate summation. And you 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 start up in a plane, you pull out your map, you see where the plane's going, you bail out, you try to land without killing yourself, you find some weapons, and you shoot everybody maybe, else on the maybe. map. Maybe maybe find some <laughs> weapons. You try try is the key word here to find some weapons and kill everybody else on the map. There's roughly a hundred people per match, mm-hmm. and um. It's a very, very big map, and they actually do have a good way of containing you and keeping the gameplay going is with the play zone. And the play zone, initially, it's a white circle that appears, and it says, get to the marked area within five minutes right off the bat. And you find weapons. few people will die right away if you land in a populated area. And then you just move to the play zone while trying not to like get killed by other people or just laying low, 
which is a very good idea in this game. This is like the one game where if you can, camping is the best strategy. Mm -hmm. Just like lay low, don't move unless you have to, just hole up somewhere and wait for somebody else and just pop them. Yeah, I mean, if you can get, you know, like in the center of the play zone, you're you're golden to start with. Yeah, essentially. Um, my first match, actually, I got top 10 because uh, I got super lucky and just I didn't know anything about what was going on. <laughs> and I got an SKS, which is one of the best snipers in the game. Oh, wow. And a scar. Oh, <laughs> so wow. I got an amazing loadout on my first go and I was very disappointed my subsequent runs <laughs> and I landed in a city. Um, which I didn't know was like a big, big thing not to do. And um, I just set up shop in a building and just sniped people that were coming by, and I did very well. And then my subsequent runs, I didn't do nearly as well. <laughs> but what's fun is you can play this solo. There's duo mode, which is you play yourself and one other friend. Then there's squad mode, which is up to four people. Mm. And... It's just so much fun. Like each different play mode, like duo is a very different way to play. There's only 50 teams and you can set up strategies with your partner just to like lure somebody out and then shoot, have the other person shoot them while they're out in the open. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of fun. Like I, I enjoyed duo probably the most. Mm. Um, squad is also fun, but it's like significantly harder than anything else because mm -hmm. Four people all working together in this game can accomplish a lot. Yeah. And if you accidentally ha have a teammate die early on, you're pretty much done for the rest of the game mm -hmm. unless you get lucky and manage to just like kill an entire other squad or just survive. It's it's quite an accomplishment if you actually win around in this game. Oh, yeah. But you still feel accomplished if you make it pretty far even without winning. I've won... Two duo matches and one. You've won them? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the first duo match I won, I was playing with my friend Dan, and um, we were we were going along and we were doing pretty well. We had decent loadouts. And then we started on the military base island, and then the play zone stayed over there for a good amount of the match, but then moved over to the other area, and we're like, all right, we need to get in a boat and go over. Mm. So we did that, and we ran into another squad doing the exact same thing as us. So. We fought them. I killed one of them. Then their other guy killed me. And then Dan killed the other guy and then proceeded to try to survive. He ended up on the shore cliffs, which you can't climb the cliffs in this game. You have oh. to go around. Oh. And with the play zone shrinking, he was just like, I'm just going to run and hope for the best. <laughs> and so he was running along the beach, trying to find some way to get up the cliffs, which just never happened. He mm -hmm. was stranded on the bottom for the rest of the match. And there were people on the top of the cliffs. Like there were about 10 people left and the play zone was really, really tiny. And <laughs> they were all just killing each other. And then it was just him and this one other guy up on the cliffs oh. and he was below. He found a nice little place just to hold down because if he moved at all, the play zone would kill him. Oh, wow. So what happens if the play zone goes to its final shrinking, which is like basically a very small area where you can just shoot the other person and just duel to the death. Mm -hmm. It'll eventually just have this teeny tiny point where the rest of the map is blue, which kills you. Oh, geez. So he was like, all right, we made top two. Uh, we did good. And then winner, winner, chicken dinner appears on the screen, <laughs> which is actually literally what it says. And he barely managed to survive because the blue killed the other guy first. Oh, wow. So it, it was so lucky. And we were just like, we won, but we know that was some BS. <laughs> My second one, I played with a different Dan. And he, um, he and I worked together and we just, we were being really slow about it. We were shooting people when we saw them and we managed to kill the other team with like a very smart tactic. Like I was staying up on the hill, sniping him and he was, um, it was like a very small play zone at this point. So there wasn't much place to go, mm -hmm. but I had him pinned down. He was like trying to peek and shoot me mm -hmm. Well, Daniel was crawling around and shot him in the back <laughs> and we won nice that felt good that was like the first real victory i had in the game so you've been, you played it a couple times now what are your thoughts on it uh, i think it's like really really cool uh the fact that you have like so many players in one map it's it's a very smartly designed free-for-all game i feel like i only got to play the single player so i don't really know how duo and squad works myself personally but uh, single player was a whole lot of fun. Like, 
I will say, like, it's it's kind of nerve-wracking, especially at first, because, like, there's just so much open area, like, everywhere. And so when you're, especially with the play zone collapsing on you all the time, it's always, you have to move. Because, like, each time I played, I was always at the fringe. So I was always moving. And that's yeah. always nerve-wracking because you've got people who can pin you down, that are already, like, hold in and they're ready for you. So I some, uh, You had mentioned on my first playthrough yeah. that uh, going with a pistol is an extremely bad idea because the damage is so crap. <laughs> and yet somehow I had gotten the drop on this dude and just dropped him with a few pistol shots. Yeah, and that, I got, what was, what was I, like, I've never seen that happen before ever. What was I like? Thir- like thirty, top thirty-ish. You're like top round? thirty, I think. Yeah. Second round, I did a little bit better. I had, I had some decent decent weapons. Eventually, I I went. I was uh, Morgan Freeman for a while. I just had a crowbar. Yeah. Or Gordon Freeman. Gordon My, Freeman. Gordon yeah. Freeman. Yeah. Just crowbarring it for a while, and. uh Found one guy in the open, had another guy trying to shoot me behind me. <laughs> ran out of, uh, my clip ran out in the first gun, moved to the second gun. Managed to get that going, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think uh, that if you're on the fringe, you're kind of at a disadvantage because yeah. you're kind of forced to move. And like, I was I was making fun of the cars. Like, why would you ever get into a car? Immediately gets killed by a car. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I looked at you also and I was just like, so you can avoid the blue and get into the play zone quicker. That's why you drive a car. Yeah. So like, yeah, the cars are kind of, some of them are crap, but some of them are really good. Like the buggy is incredibly fast, but the negative advantage or the disadvantage to that is you're out in the open. Mm-hmm. You can get shot out of the car. Right, right. You can that can happen in the other cars too. It's just a little harder. Uh, have you been gotten into a vehicle yet for that game? Oh yeah. Uh, how how does it how long does the fuel last for that? Or is it just like you pretty long, fuel and it's pretty long? Okay. Like I got into a buggy with about half a tank of gas, and we abandoned it before it ever ran out. So it's it's fine like if you ever need to like filling up fills the tank basically full mm-hmm. so it's not a huge deal because i just go back to uh final fantasy 15 as far as how quick the fuel gauge went down. no so. no 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 no, no. <laughs> not nearly that fast okay no. okay it's moderately realistic like not nearly that realistic but the island's very big mm-hmm. and you're traveling pretty fast so you can also press shift and go turbo mode which uh it burns gas really fast but you go like super super quick but it's also a lot louder so people can know where you are Mm -hmm. we use that like once in a buggy because we were we were very far from the white and the blue was encroaching on us (laughs) and we just were like oh my god there's a buggy get in quick (laughs) go and i just press shift and you hear like it whirs really loud and i'm just like shooting across the field and we like the blue is like coming up on us pretty fast and then all of a sudden we just like are out racing it like (laughs) extremely quickly and i was like we're good yeah for somebody who tried to outrun it on foot like that's just not that's you're not that's not happening nah typically what i try to do is i try to find a spot that has a couple houses that that's like off to the like perpendicular to the plane's initial trajectory mm-hmm. and just go as far in that direction as I possibly can because that way I know this is as far as you possibly can go. I can go further in this direction and nobody else will be there because they po- they couldn't possibly and or I didn't see them. Mm-hmm. So if I get lucky and the play zone is in that direction, I'm pretty set until like later in the match. Until somebody listens to this podcast and then... <laughs> well, it's a pretty well-known strategy. Like, a lot of people do it. It's just, it depends on where you go. And right, you have right. to You have to pick a spot that has, like, the potential to have good stuff, but not so much potential that everybody and their mother is going to be landing there. Right. Like the military. I, I noticed that a lot of people jump out really early at the beginning. Like, the second you can uh, jump out of the plane, like, there's just a huge... Some people do player. that just because they think they'll have, like, an advantage. Because, you know, if you get lucky. But... Typically, I try to find an area of interest, and when I'm playing with squad, we just rotate like who gets to pick when we jump. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you get separated from your squad members when you do that? Like, well, can you like jump I mean, at such a wrong time that you have like two and two, like two like oh, together? Oh, wow! But it's also it's also not hard to not have that happen. Right, right. I'm just it's I'm just... possible. Yes, <laughs> it's it's possible, but it's correctable. Mm-hmm. Like you fall pretty fast when you're. Uh, when you're in a when you're in the air and you can you can direct yourself a decent amount right so it's really not that hard to not screw it up mm-hmm. but i don't know honestly overall 
it's for an for an open not open uh, <coughs> early access game it's very solid it has aesthetics to it that are just kind of like there for fun but the real thing is like the police it kind of reminds helmets. me of world of tanks a little bit as far as the aesthetics go just a little not not i can see that yeah i can kind of see that like just the environment yeah 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 but like I really hope he like releases like backstory eventually because that'd be really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's what I want to know. Like, why do we have all, all these people jumping out of this island and then just like fighting to the death? Like that, I feel like there's a lot of potential there for that. Well, our uh, our current headcanon in my my friend group that plays this is Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin uh, get married together, <laughs> and <laughs> because all the all the town names are in Russian, just bear with me. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this. Donald Trump okay. and Vlad- Vladimir Putin get married and decide to take over Russia together mm-hmm. and institute Wait. the Hunger Games. They oh just load God. they load up a hundred men who shared the picture of the and gay women. clown. And women, you can't discriminate. You can do women. Oh yeah, there are women. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Men I, and women. I would know I was one. Right, right. I forgot about that. Men and women who shared the picture of Putin's gl- gay clown <laughs> loaded them up into a plane and dropped them and told them to fight to the death and the winner can live. Oh wow! So that is our current headcanon. <laughs> <laughs> I approve. Not to get political, but just <laughs> we were just kind of like we were just kind of like talking one day, and we just kind of came up with this. I mean, I'm not gonna at this, at this stage of the game. I, I it makes sense to me. I mean, yeah, it clearly is in Russia though, like some island off of Russia because of the names. They're mm-hmm. just they're all Russian, mm-hmm. and um, all of the weapons, like a lot of the weapons are of Russian origin as well. There are United States ones, but a good majority of them are Russian. Like the mm. AK or the A what's it called? AKW or AWK or something. It's the AK forty seven, but it's not. Right, right. Um that's a Russian weapon. They have the um the P ninety two, the Russian revolver. They have, they're just a bunch of stuff. So to me, I'm very excited to see where this game goes and only reason I bought it actually was because I found out a CSGO skin I had that I paid for. I paid 25 cents for it. It was the UMP Blaze. Oh, okay. Went up to $20. Wow. Yeah. And this, this is over like six years. So Jesus. Like, yeah, I bought that skin a while ago when I played CSGO competitively. And then I don't play anymore at all just because they kind of ruined the game for me. Mm-hmm. But so I looked at my inventory and I was just kind of browsing and I was like, wait a minute, this is for 20 bucks. And so I, I sold it, and then I had like $20 sitting in my Steam inventory, and in the course of one night, five people I know started playing that game. Wow. Like, I just, you know how like Steam pops up in the corner, like mm-hmm. so-and-so is playing, it said Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and my friend Daniel had talked to me about it, and he's like, it's, re- it's really good, you should get it if you can afford it, and I was like, at the time, I was like, eh, I don't really have any money to just spend on that right now. But then my other friend Dan started playing it, my friend Chris, my friend Tyler, uh, just like a whole bunch of people started playing it in one night. And I was like, huh, I actually have people to play this with. And the hype seems to be there. So I took the $20 I had and I just paid 10 out of pocket because, you know, I could afford that Mm -hmm. and just bought it. And I started playing it and I had a ton of fun immediately and I was really glad I bought it. Like, it's already, like... I'm kind of glad you bought it, too. It was a lot of fun to play. Yeah. <laughs> it's already broken even on my uh, fun calculator. I can imagine, like, because yeah. it's it's one of those things where it's short, but like, a whole lot of replayability. And I can't yeah. wait, and, like, I can't wait to see the kind of customizability they'll have once they get the game. Actually, yeah, like, yeah. Flesh out a little bit more. My character, actually, um, I'll show you him later. He basically is Glenn from The Walking Dead. <laughs> Nice. Uh, I didn't like any of the models except for the Asian one. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, I'll pick this one. And I gave myself black hair because it looked good. And I just kind of noticed he looks a little bit like an older Glenn, like wow. an older Steven Yoon. And then I got a red and white baseball cap, <laughs> just like season one Glenn. Oh, my And I'm just goodness. like, oh, my God, I'm older Glenn. <laughs> And so I loved it, and I was just like, I'm going to stick with this. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So overall, I'm interested to see where this is going, and uh, I recommend that you actually pick it up instead of leeching off of me so we can play (laughs) it together. Yeah, absolutely. Just just from what I've seen so far, like, I think it'd be a lot of fun, and it's a great way to kill some time, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Like, you can play... The matches... Well, if you die quickly, they're about five seconds. (laughs) But um, if you go towards the end, it can take up to, like, 
probably half an hour. Mm-hmm. I think I think I've only got mine are about like 10, 15 minutes on average. Yeah, so that's far. that's about my average match. But like you get into the late one, you're going like 20, 25, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was saying before, actually, I didn't I forgot to give the numbers. This game has been out for about five, six weeks now. It has two million players. Oh god, that's and that's just on PC. And there's been like no advertisements or anything for this thing. I don't think have there not been? besides just people words of mouth and like online stuff. No, that's, that seems to be where the best stuff comes from. The stuff that doesn't get like that kind of has like a grassroots following, where it's just people play it and it's awesome. And I mean, we're in the we're play. in the age of the internet. Like people just take stuff and run with it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, uh, do you have any final thoughts on Battlegrounds? Uh, I think from what I've seen so far, it looks really fun, really competitive. Uh, if you're kind of new to first-person shooters and kind of like scavenging for stuff, it's probably going to be a really rude awakening yeah. and a pretty big, uh, a pretty big learning curve at first. Yeah. But if you've played stuff like, uh, 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 like Daisy, like Daisy and uh, The Last of Us yeah. and. Um, Oh gosh, the Uncharted series. If you play stuff like that, yeah. like it, it doesn't play quite like those games. But you're then you're kind of familiar with like the inventory system and scavenging yeah, yeah, for stuff, yeah. and it just it feels more natural. Which is how I got in. How it I just kind of naturally got into it because I'm kind of used to that right. m- that mindset of scavenging and working with what you got. Yeah, Breath of the Wild definitely helped too because that's <laughs> all that game is: scavenging and then fighting with what you got. To me, also, um, final thoughts for me. Um, I really like it that every match is a fresh fresh start yeah everybody's yeah. on the same playing field so you can get really lucky and get the best weapons and do better than the guy who killed you five seconds into the last match or you could get a bunch of defensive weapons and a crowbar exactly also shout out to the legendary frying pan because <laughs> if you equip a frying pan it covers your butt really and bullets will bounce off of it <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's amazing also all chat you need to be less racist. <laughs> oh, God. If you I, have all chat on and just hear people, they're just shouting racial slurs. Like I, I had mine right. for about uh, two minutes, and that was about <laughs> two minutes too long. That was enough. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, Mario Kart 8. Oh, man. So the second must-have game for the Switch, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially if you played the first one. This one, I feel like, improves a lot on that. Even if you haven't, it's Mario Kart, and it's on the Switch. It's portable Mario Kart. Portable 720p Mario Kart. 1080 if you use the docking station. It's not portable, then. Oh, well. But you, you <laughs> can go back and forth. It's fine. Well, I'm saying portable 720p. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But um, you had a Wii U, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we both played this on the Wii U, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. I didn't play too too much of it i i I played it pretty often uh i did get all the way to 200 cc and that was that was no longer mario kart you were actually (laughs) racing at that point (laughs) that was that was need for speed hot pursuit (laughs) too like god 200 cc is just like i'm not used to breaking in mario games aside from drifting no like that's just that's just not something i'm used to in that kind of game the one thing that i like that they added is in deluxe if you press B while you're drifting, it'll still maintain your boost, but mm-hmm. you'll slow down so you can make the turn. Yeah, yeah. So I really like that. Also, while talking about boost, they added the triple boost, which mm-hmm. is the purple boost, and that is so useful. Oh, yeah. like cause that, I know that was in um, 64. It was in 64. And was it in Double Dash? I think... I feel like it was in Double Dash. Maybe not. But I think it's that, been a very long time. That since might have I just been two for that one. But but I know they have triple dashes for a while, so they keep going back and forth. Uh, but like I'm glad they brought back the triple. Yeah. So this game though, it's it's the same game Mario Kart 8, just with tweaks and such. They mm-hmm. removed the exploit for uh, fire hopping. I think. It Could was you called. explain that for people who don't necessarily know what that is, like myself? No, because I didn't know how to do it. I just heard people complaining online about it all the time. Okay, that's fair. So I don't actually know how to do it and I can't do it anymore. So it doesn't even matter. But it's a lot of tweaks. They added some new carts. They added five new characters. They added King Boo, which I loved. I love King <laughs> Boo. Dry Bones, Bowser Jr. and the Splatoon kids, the uh, the blue boy and the orange girl. Mm-hmm. Actually, they have multiple colors. So yeah, I think they have three different three colors. Three each, yeah. Um, and they added Gold Mario, who will replace Metal Mario once you get first place in all of the 200cc cups. Oh, it's not just win one, it's win all of them. Oh, it's win all of them. Oh, dear you gotta Lord. You got to win all 12 cups in first place. Oh, no. <laughs> have fun. Whew, I've done four of them myself so far. And there's what, like 12 cups? 12 cups. Jeez. 
you're gonna have some fun. But yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah, I'll have to change my definition of fun, but there'll be a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. No, like I still enjoy it, and like I jumped right into 150 CC because I'm a Mario Kart veteran, mm-hmm. and I realized that that was a mistake <laughs> because my blood pressure immediately shot up. <laughs> like the third or fourth race I was doing. I was at the finish line. I was about to cross. I got hit by a blue shell. I got hit by a red shell. And another. And another. And another. Oh my god. And then I got struck by lightning. Oh no. I forgot to record this. But I really wish I had. Just because it was the most infuriating thing. I went from first to like eighth. Oh god, that, that's so, it. What, what, like, if you go to like fourth or something, that's that's no, sometimes no, no, no. manageable. But third like, lap at the finish line, I know. But like, yeah. no, I mean, like when you finish, like it, you can get dropped down to like fourth. And well, I was trying line, to triple be, star it. Oh, gotcha. So it, it ruined it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Even then, I I think I got like third or something overall in the cup. Wow, you got third even landing in eighth place. Well, because I got in first on all the other races. Still, the PCs are usually really brutal, and like second place is your rival the whole time. Well, yeah, he. He got ahead because he got first. Yeah, yeah. So I dropped down because I got, like, such little points. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really annoying. But I'm just I went back to... and did all of the 100cc cups, and I realized why that was happening is because I was starting with the base carts. Mm-hmm. Now, this game starts with all of the characters and tracks unlocked, right. including the DLC, which I really liked. Except, well, all of them except Gold Mario. The, the, he's right, the only yeah. one you have to unlock. He's the only one you have to unlock, and it really doesn't change anything. And they brought back the Mii skins, too, if you have Amiibos. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. But uh, I think they added a few to that mm-hmm. as well. Yep. I think maybe some Splatoon ones? I don't know. They did, yeah. But... excuse me the biggest thing that i realized was the problem was i couldn't really catch back up besides the fact that rng is like absolutely crap in that game yeah i had like the really crappy carts so i grinded for coins in the 100 cc while three starring all of those and just kind of getting my groove back Mm -hmm. and then i had really good carts and wheels and the gliders and such so now i'm able to do 150 cc no problem Mm. so don't start on 150cc. You're going to have a bad time. So, do you want to talk about your experience with it then? Uh, I haven't been able to play it a whole lot because, well, Persona and uh, just been busy in general. I mean, I attended somebody's graduation today. Yeah. But um, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Again, I like the triple dash. I, I They brought uh, double items. Yeah, to, double items. Have two so items. nice. Uh, so, they kind of uh, throw back to double dash, I feel like. Yeah. So, that, that's always nice. So, like... Because I noticed there's, like, especially when I'm in first place, there's a bad habit of getting, like, coins and a defensive item. Yeah. So it's, I feel like if they, we were stuck with that one item, it'd be a lot of coins, and that's, I, n- I don't like being without a yeah, defensive yeah. item. Well, so, also, like, even in Mario Kart 64, you could only have one item in reserve, but if you, like, pulled one out, like, behind you, yeah, then yeah, you yeah. could have a second one. So, like... Yeah, like, the, the trail of five bananas? Yeah. That was nuts. I'm pretty or sure this bananas. is, like, the, this... <laughs> On the Wii, I'm pretty sure, or the Wii U, pretty sure it was the first game that didn't have double, double items. So it was um, really weird. No, I think SNES didn't have that. You really couldn't, like... I never played SNES. Okay, so. well, I think that one, you couldn't do that either. Yeah. The um, the other thing that I wanted to mention, the addition of Smart Steer and Auto Acceleration. Yes. One of those is really nice. One of those is, God, why is this on by default? Yeah. <laughs> Especially on multiplayer, it's just yeah. terrible. No, like I like auto acceleration a lot because oh, yeah. I'm gonna hold a the entire time, anyways. Right, might as well save my thumbs some um, trouble. The, the only I grip time my controller, the really only hard. time I can see me not doing that is 200 cc, and we don't play that enough to to really warrant that. Yeah, but like I've been doing 200 cc with auto acceleration, and it's fine. Like it just oh, really? saved, it saves my thumb a lot of stress. <laughs> so I like it. Smart steering. God, why? No, no, I remember we were playing uh, with Marissa and my little brother, yeah. and she was consistently doing bad. It's like, oh, because you had Smart auto steering. On, yeah. yeah. Because it'll actively avoid hazards for you. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not a good thing, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, I always cut things close. Like, on Toad's Turnpike, I realized I'm not hitting any of the cars, but I should be hitting all of them. Right. So, like, because I was trying to go for the um, boost ramp, on the back of one of the trucks. Right, right, right. And another truck came beside me, so it pushed me away. And I was like, why does that keep doing that? And I messaged one of my friends. He was like, oh, it's a new feature. You have to toggle it off. Mm -hmm. And I toggled it off, and I was like, 
Why is that on by default? At least you can turn it off. Yeah, Unlike thank the motion God. controls from Star Fox Zero. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention, I really hope this changes, and this might change once they A, either patch it, or B, when Nintendo implements their paid online system later this year. Oh, I forgot about that. Their online system still indicates to me that they have no idea how to do online properly and therefore don't deserve my money. Mm. Because... I went in. I went online to do battle mode. Uh huh. The waiting room is still absolute garbage. Uh, it's like so slow to find a match. And when you go into battle mode, you don't get to pick which battle you do. Oh, it's just random. It forever? is a random battle. Online, oh, that's dumb. And I really don't like that. That's dumb. Because I'm very good at balloon battle, and I really like the balloon battle in this one. I'm absolute garbage at Shine Chasers <laughs> and the uh, Cops and Robbers game, the uh, the one with the piranha plants. Yeah, I, um, I'm like I'm gonna probably get good at that one because it, it's cool. It's a very cool concept. But like so far, anytime I played that, the uh, people who are running have won mm-hmm. because they only have to have one person survive, whereas you have to catch all six. Right. But that's really difficult because they can free each other. Mm-hmm. Especially if, like, four of them are in one cell. Right, yeah. So it's a difficult game, and hopefully it's not just a broken piece of mess because I'd really like to like that one. Well, since you got into the topic of battle modes, I'd like to talk about those a little bit because, as you said, that's a brand new one. That's never been in the series, period. Yeah. So that that was kind of a cool little feature. Um, I will say that, is, as Ryan said, it's much easier to be uh, the chasee than the chaser. Yeah. I have seen the chasers win, though. Yeah. But um, it, it is... It's very stressful. It's stressful, oh, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. I've only ever been on the, uh, the chaser side. Mm. Uh, one of the other battle modes that brought back, which I think is really, really fun, is a uh, bomb battle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. God, so, it, so if you haven't played this, if you don't own the game and you haven't played it yet, <coughs> basically um, there's item boxes everywhere, and each item box will give you a bomb. Uh, the double ones will give you two. And you can stock up to, I don't know how many, I had like eight or nine stocked up at one point. Yeah. And you can just like throw them, drop them behind you. It's, it's nuts. I love it. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, balloon battle. Let's see. They brought back balloon battle. That's pretty much standard. They brought coin battle back, which yeah. I thought was interesting. I didn't actually play uh, battle mode very much on the Wii U, so I don't know if they changed this. Probably not. But balloon battle in this one is a lot different. You have five balloons to start, and you're scored based on how many other balloons you pop. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily if you survive to the end, because if all five of your balloons pop, your score is cut in half. But you keep playing. You respawn with three balloons. Mm-hmm. And you can steal other people's balloons as per usual. And it just, it's so much fun. Just, yeah, and that's actually a little different because typically once you're out of balloons, you're done you're with done. the game. Yeah. That's, that's... It's normally like survival this time. Mm-hmm. or it, There may be a different mode for it. I haven't, I, I haven't seen it, it yet. But like, I think it might just be in the options that you can change it to like survival based Maybe. on points-based. I'll, I'll have to look again. But... but I've only played the points-based one, and I really like that. Mm-hmm. Like It's a lot of fun, and I always do really well just because I know... I know how to do it. Like I've done <laughs> battle mode for a very long time. Like I played Mario Kart 64 battle mode with my friends like mm-hmm. all the time. And I think what's really cool is uh, that you can also do local co-op with uh, multiple switches. Yes. So like I haven't gotten the game yet because my little brother has it. So I've been uh, poning off of his. But I actually do- can talk about that though. Um, I played I played uh, local co-op with one of my friends, and playing with more than one person. On local co-op, like using the individual Joy-Con, mm-hmm. is kind of abysmal. Yeah, a little I bit. I absolutely, I love the Switch. I absolutely hate playing with the individual sideways Joy-Cons. I, I, I think that they work for certain things. Like, have you heard of the uh, the Tetris uh, Poyo Poyo? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that works okay because you've got you you're not really intensive in trying to do a whole lot at once. It's just moving stuff around and you know dropping blocks or the Poyo Poyos. Right. So for certain things, it's all right. But I agree for like Mario Kart, like it's pretty abysmal, especially if you turn off like the auto acceleration. That's just not a fun time. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, overall, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is definitely a buy if you have a Switch. Like, just portable Mario Kart is just so nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and I think uh, games like this in the future are going to do a whole, whole lot better, too. So we're probably, I think so. I think we're going to be, uh, we can expect a whole lot more multiplayer game, multiplayer-focused games yeah. coming forward. Um, I don't know of any recent titles that are coming up aside from some, like, ARMS and stuff we talked about last time. But. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be the era of multiplayer for Nintendo. I hope so. And the fact that local multiplayer is a thing and like 
a lot of my friends I have know. switches. Yeah. It, the potential is huge. Like you can have up to eight switches connected, which means you can have sixteen players. That's that's it's ridiculous. crazy. Yeah, I, I'm looking. I'm so looking forward to it, and I really hope that this this continues. But we're running out of time, so I just want to talk about a couple upcoming releases. Now, I mentioned a lot of the games that are coming out in the next couple weeks on our last podcast, like Fire Emblem and Justice. But the one game that we did talk about, which is the next big release for the Nintendo Switch that I think and I hope is ARMS. Mm-hmm. And the last time we mentioned this, it did not have a release date. Two days after recording the podcast, it got a release date. <laughs> it is coming out on June 16th now. And they've been releasing a couple uh, fighters here and there for ARMS, just discussing them. I haven't really looked into it, but um, ARMS is probably going to be a buy for me. I'm going to look at the critical reviews and just make sure that it's not like a total flop. What I really hope they do is release a demo for that. I'd I love really to hope try so, a demo. Because I played the demo for Splatoon 2, mm-hmm. and I played that on the Wii U, but I didn't get very much time, and I love it on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Like It's so much fun, and I've really enjoyed it. But... Um, yeah, ARMS is coming on June 16th now, and we'll definitely talk about that after that comes out, but that's a little ways away. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other release is, today's May the 4th when we're recording this. Uh, so it is May the 4th be with you, and on Revenge of the 5th, uh, <laughs> Prey is coming out. Now that game's been pretty highly anticipated, and it's coming out tomorrow as of the recording of this podcast. And a lot of people are looking forward to it, mm-hmm. but PC gamers are rather angry with them right now. Bethesda released a statement on why there is no demo for the PC as there is for the Xbox one and PS four, because they said, Oh, well steam refunds are a thing. You can just play the game. And if you don't like it, then you can return it. And everybody's like, that's not the same thing as a demo because yeah. a demo is a splice out of the game that highlights the best parts of it. Mm-hmm. And this is the first two hours of gameplay. Now, if I played the first two hours of persona five completely blind, I would be turning that game back in because nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's very it wind up about four hours for the game to actually get in. Mm-hmm. And if I had no demo, like, well, I, I played Persona in the past, but like, right. you know, if there was a demo for it and that's what convinced me to buy the game, like I'm using a bad example, <laughs> but I would like a, a demo for Prey because I'm kind of on the fence. It's a sci-fi horror game and I am not a horror fan. Mm-hmm. Like I am very much not a horror fan. We've discussed this before. Well, I, it's more survival horror considering that you can defend yourself. So it's not like a right. true typical horror. I, I, th- I think more like amnesia when we talk about like a horror genre. Right. It's but, It, it kind of reminds me of Dead Space. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. And I think it's going to be good for me. Like I got enough going on right now. I'm not going to be picking it up, but... I understand the frustration with people like steam refunds is not, is not a demo. (laughs) (laughs) The the only time I've actually used steam refunds was when I two times, actually I bought worms Armageddon, Uh, which did not hold up well on my system Mm -hmm. because people are very nostalgia blinded for that game. So I did not like it. Mm. So I returned it. And then (laughs) I was an idiot Back when Batman Arkham Knight came out. Oh, gotcha. Y'all remember that abysmal PC launch? Uh... I decided that I was going to buy it anyways because (laughs) I'm a huge Batman fan and I really wanted that game to be good. It was so bad. Like, just so laggy, so glitchy. And I was just like, I'm going to wait. Like, I just returned it. I was like, I will buy this again later when it goes down in price and once they have worked out all the glitches. Mm-hmm. And since then, thankfully, they have. But, like, that is the only two times I've used Steam refunds. But it is not the same as a demo for a lot of games. Right, right. And uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of gotten a bit more cautious about stuff that, like, looks really good at first and then just kind of flops. Yeah. Like, like, last year we had No Man's Sky. And then for me, <laughs> this year, more noticeably, uh, or more notably... Uh, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, like they. they I was kind of like I know we were kind of well, my little brother and I were pretty psyched for the game, and like ever since we talked about it last podcast, like I haven't picked it up. Like I've just had no desire. 
to play it again because the multiplayer is like stale. Like we got more movement, but it's more or less the same. It's you know do the missions, grind for money, get more packs, get more people. It's it's right. not it hasn't really evolved much, so it's really more of the same. And like the main story is kind of like eh. Characters are kind of eh. And sure they put they put out a patch to fix a lot of the facial glitches and whatnot, but, like, I'm so disinterested that I haven't even gone back to get that patch on there. Like, it's just... Yeah, yeah, I feel you. So I think I'm going to give this game a little time and see what people say about it before I really decide to just jump for it. We'll know by tomorrow, probably, whether Mm -hmm. or not it's a buy or die. But anyways, I think we're going to wrap it up here. I just wanted to mention one more thing before we go. Uh, On our social media pages, we'll have links in the description, we're currently having a giveaway... We are giving away a copy of Lauren the Amazon Princess, which is a visual novel slash RPG. Ooh. Uh, it, we're giving away a Steam key for it in honor of our 100th download. Woo! So this is just a way to, for us to say thank you to you guys. Um, we're probably going to extend the giveaway because I mentioned it now just to when this podcast gets released. So it'll probably be up for another couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But um, please go and, you know, enter. We want to we want to give you guys this key or one of you this key but um (laughs) yeah keep listening and we will definitely be having more giveaways in the future so just be on the lookout for those and uh i guess we're gonna wrap up episode two of two guys in video games i've been ryan i've been john and from all of us here at borderline panels please spay and new year cats (laughs)